there was a really interesting study. I mean, I'm, there's going to be a lot of kids today who will be on their uh, screen, so it almost kind of uh, fits for our next topic here. But um, there was a really interesting study that came out this week looking at screen time for children. So researchers from the University of Calgary conducted a meta-analysis. They looked at 95 studies. These studies included over 89,000 children from around the world and found only 24% of kids under the age of two met the recommended guideline for screen time. And just so we're all having uh, the same baseline here, established guidelines recommend children two and under avoid screen time altogether, and children two and five, between two and five have only one hour of screen time per day. And what makes this study really interesting is it was done pre-COVID. So this is not a COVID study. It's reasonable to expect that screen time increased during the pandemic. So I want to talk about uh, screen time and the effects of it. To do that, we are joined by Emma Durden, Canada Research Chair in Neuroscience and Learning Disorders at Western University. And uh, she was, to be clear, not involved in the study itself, but will be uh, uh, joining us to uh, comment on it and, and the topic overall. Uh, Emma, appreciate the time today. Good morning, Devin. What did you make of the study? Well, researchers and public health specialists were acutely aware of the amount of screen time that infants and toddlers were receiving in the pre-pandemic period. And our group uh, was uh, aware of this information, and we were concerned about the amount of screen time that young children would be exposed to during the pandemic, particularly during the initial lockdown in March 2020, when children lacked access to really all activities in the community and heavily relied on screens. So in turn, we, I was not surprised by the findings um, uh, of the study. What qualifies as screen time for you? I, I've, when I've talked about this in the past, and sometimes, you know, it's, it's directly looking at the screen, but also sometimes you can have, you know, a screen off in the background that's in the room that you may not think about, but sometimes people, people also qualify to that as well. What really qualifies as screen time for a child? Well, screen time is normally uh, determined based on watching television, even uh, playing video games, and to be even using touchscreens. And for a lot of research has actually come out from touchscreens using a parent's phone even or an iPad, as it's possible to really monitor the amount of screen time using apps uh, um, on, on those devices. In turn, we can um, ascertain you know, from that, get that information to find out exactly what children are viewing. How difficult is it to limit screen time, you know, in 2022? Screens are everywhere. They're used in increasing frequency. Are we, are we fighting a losing battle here? Or? Well, I think we can say that screens are very much a part of, of modern lives, certainly. For many of the studies that come out, they focus on the amount of screen time that children are using, but few studies focus on why they're using screens. And there was a study that came out during the pandemic that indicated that mother's mental health was actually a predictor of toddlers using screen screens, whereby mothers who are experiencing higher levels of distress, they may be relying more on screens, which is quite concerning. So could there be 
uh, something like good screen time and, and bad screen time? I don't know, maybe it's poorly phrased, but something along those lines? Absolutely. So this is um, an area of research looking at educational programming in relation to uh, social media or other types of programming or video games. And so educational programming for children is, uh, has been associated with learning. So for example, Sesame Street, I think for many people growing up, they remember Sesame Street. And that was actually associated with children learning their, their ABCs and, and learning to count. For other types of media, which is um, very uh, fast paced, moving very quickly, children can retain very little of that information. And also it's very important to note that, for example, Sesame Street, that's targeted towards school-age children. Uh, for toddlers and for infants, their, their level of understanding of what the information, because they, they lack language skills in terms of what they're understanding from, from screens, is really unknown. The uh, researchers in the study out of Calgary, um, when I was reading it, they really made it clear that parents shouldn't feel guilty. They shouldn't be left to fend for themselves on this. What can we do to, to help parents as they go along with all of this? Well, that's an excellent point because, as we said before, screens are they're, they're everywhere. And for, for children growing up, even in, in their classrooms, they're, they're exposed to screens and they're doing a lot of their, their homework on computers, as they probably will um, in their, their later working careers. But for parents, um, the, the, so it may not be possible to eliminate screen time entirely, but there's ways to manage screen time. So firstly is to model the types of behaviors that they want to see in their, in their infants and children. So limiting their own screen time, having uh, having uh, screen-free times uh, during during the day, for example, and then also encouraging tech-free zones, for especially in children's bedrooms, and then really try to stick to a limit and to take breaks and to really try to limit screen time, particularly before bedtime. As uh, one of the main concerns about extreme uh, screen time use is is uh, poor sleep in children, which is really essential for healthy brain development. Emma, I certainly appreciate the time and the perspective. Thank you very much. Thank you, Devin. That's Emma Durden, Canada Research Chair in Neuroscience and Learning Disorders at Western University. Certainly appreciate her uh, expertise.